Poxy host Jason along with Chris. Yo. Uh, that was an interesting conversation. So anyway. All right. Free agency has started. Back in uh, the Blues have a little bit of work to do. I think really we all knew going into the free agency that it was going to be more Quite. about keeping what you got than trying to acquire. Yeah. They really they really haven't got anybody outside the organization, outside of some two-way contracts. Yep. Uh, one little trade. That the Blues made yesterday, mm-hmm. which not much, which one, once again is a depth move for probably AHL. I'm sure. So we'll talk about that. Uh, a couple of re-signings. Well, tr- there's a ton of signings throughout the NHL, but we'll try to hit mostly the big ones, mm-hmm. plus a big trade that happened that yep. affects the uh, Blues in their division. So uh, we'll get all into that, along with all the other uh, fun stuff we do. So first off... Blues won the cup. Still cup champions. Hasn't changed. It has been a month. And you know what's funny is we finally hit that window where I think people are starting to calm down. Because I saw the email from Fanatics. It's, or it was either Fanatics or uh, uh, Rally House. It was like, hey, don't miss out. It's going to be gone soon. Yeah. And like they're, you know, everyone's starting to put their, their cup champ stuff on sale. Which is odd because the last piece of the cup champs memorabilia for you to purchase doesn't go on sale until tomorrow, which is the Gloria Brew beer cans yeah. or beer bottles. Yeah, those have uh, been available at Centerized Brewery. Sold out very quickly the first time, and then now they're ba- – are those for the Bud Light? You're thinking the Bud Light ones, so excuse me. The Bud Light ones, those will be on sale tomorrow, which will be July 15th is what we've been told. You know what's odd is I got a picture from a friend of mine in Huntsville, Alabama on it's either Friday night or Saturday night, and he was drinking from one. And I was like, how in the hell – do you have one all the way down there? And me in St. Charles, Missouri, can't find one in the store. Yeah. Um, so, some, so yeah, a lot of fun stuff. And the other fun thing is kind of going on right now. The Blues have had the uh, Summer with the Champs kind of series. Which I think doing. is cool. So that every day they say, hey, here's who has the cup today. Um, so we've had Tyler Bozak and his wife Molly made margaritas out of it. Which sounds awesome. I kind uh, of love that. Vince Dunn uh, had Cheerios this morning out of his. Do you think he's still hungover from the parade? Uh, he didn't look hungover from the parade, so but I wouldn't be surprised at the same time. I cannot eat Cheerios, by the way. Really? Too plain? No, it is. okay. You know how sometimes smell can affect how you think of things? Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, uh, I went to kindergarten, and I will not say the name of the person, even though I haven't seen this person in probably 37 years, but just in case he's a listener, there was a kid that I went to kindergarten with who always had a baggie of Cheetos, like the dry bag, baggie of mm-hmm. dry Cheetos, but he also always smelled like pee. He was the kid who used to always pee himself. Uh. So to me, I equate the smell of Cheerios with pee. And for that reason alone, I can't touch Cheerios. Hmm. Interesting. So but yeah, how things work. How the Vince mind Dunn works. and his PP Cheerios in the there uh, you go. <laughs> in the Stanley Cup, and then uh, Craig Brube took it home, which I thought was uh, his. Was, that he was one the first. Was really cool. He had it on his uh, the Indian Reserve where they did like a uh, 
I'd say victory dance. I'm no messing that up, but like kind of like a blessing. And he, you know, and they he, did a whole ceremony. They gave him what the highest honor that his tribe can give him. Yeah, which is which is awesome. So and that was that little uh, thing he did. And then he had a bunch of kids. He put orange juice in it, and then the kids which came was up. Awesome. Each kid. And then the thing is also I thought it was funny too. A lot of the kids you could tell like had a hockey jersey on. Some of them like grabbed the cup to you know hold it while they were drinking. But some kids who had like a hockey jersey on like put his arms behind his back and didn't want to touch the cup. Yeah, and like drank of that, which I thought was really kind of cool. Listen, kid, I touched the cup. Yeah, grabbed that thing with both hands. So it was funny. So Preco, you know, was, I thought that was really that was like the ones where I was like, you know, kind of teared up a little bit. Whereas like he took it to his grandpa, grandpa, and his grandpa was just talking like how close he was, you know, and hey, like they would take a, his grandma took a shot of peach snaps when. Um, Preco scored a goal. That's awesome. So they all took a shot with the cup and stuff. So I thought that was kind of cool. Shen did his thing when he took it to his dad's work. He's a firefighter, which, which is cool. Which one was it? Was it Shen or Bozak? Or was it Schwartz? Because all three of them ended up at a uh, CFL football game. Yeah, the Rough Riders game. game. They, all three of them did. I think it was like – I think it was Shen's day, and then Bozak was getting it next, I believe. But they're all from like that same and town area. And Schwartz was just there because he was from there. Yeah. So they all kind of took it there. Um yeah, so that's been really cool. They show every day, like Petrangelo had it today. We took at golfing, you know. I'm so, shocked. yeah. But uh, so it's been fun to see that. Michael Delzato even got it for a day. He just had held hang out of his pool. Apparently, what would you do with the day with the cup? Mm, man, that's a tough one. Like I thought about that because I'm like Michael Delzato got it. I'm like he played seven of twenty games he could have been a part of, and yep. no playoff games. Right. Still got a day with the cup. I'm assuming he gets his name on the cup since he gets a day with it. I don't know. I don't know. You know, so that's, that's one of those interesting things. Eventually, when they engrave it, yeah. and we get a chance to see it and see the like who is officially on the cup, um, I kind of thought like I definitely would play video games with the cup next to me and get a good picture of that because that's uh, would you, would it you sounds with, dumb. Like, your favorite snack? Yeah, I like I would do a uh, cereal out of it because I'm I do love cereal. I do love cereal. Too. I would do a Reese's a uh, peanut butter cup cereal. Toast crunch. See, that's a good, a good choice too. So, definitely do that. Um, other fun, I'm trying to, like anything else I would do out of it. Like, you can just have a simple like a party with a bunch of people. And the place I honestly would, a thing I would want to do with it, I would do something in a community. Like, I guess wherever, like if I played hockey or something, I'd take it there. Or I would legit want to at least do a couple hours where I have some people from the community get to come see the thing, like kids and stuff like that. Definitely uh, that, and then have a private party, have a bunch of friends over, and do stuff with there. Drink out of the cup and do a bunch of fun stuff there. Pretty, pretty like not nothing crazy. I honestly. would for sure have a party. Um, I don't know how big it would be. I deleted the picture. I was going to show you one of my friends uh, who's in a band that I used to work with back in the day. Um, sent me a picture. He went out and bought a Stanley Cup shirt. Nice. Um, I would for sure have a party. Um, I would invite. A healthy amount of people. Yeah. Not not like everyone I've ever met, but if I know you well enough that you're in my phone, you're yeah. probably going to get invited. Yeah. Um, I would love to take it to a concert and take it out on stage. Um, and outside of that, I think, I think in like the late hours of the night, like, because I don't know if you get it. Do you get it from midnight to midnight? Or how does it work? Assume, Do you know? I, I mean, the, I would say a day. So I'm figuring, like, if it's for the day, that's kind of how it would work, you think. Right? So the, I figured you, whatever that – you get up in the morning till sometime right. that night. So let's say if I got it from, like, 9 a.m. to the next 9 a.m., I think 
I'm not sleeping until the cup leaves. I'm, I'm up for 24 hours. And I think the last few hours of that night, I'm having um, a bonfire and whiskey with the cup and like my inner circle of friends and family. Yeah. And be simply a fun day. So yeah, like I said, pretty boring, but just, for share, sure just drinking share with out everybody. Of oh yeah. I mean, I don't know what I would drink. I like, I don't know what I would drink out of the cup. Champagne, I think out of yeah. comes to mind because you don't want to fill it with whiskey. Dear God, you die. Yeah. That'd be a lot. Um, so maybe champagne. Yeah. Something like there. And then just have a bunch of friends over all people that, you know, you know, just share, celebrate with very. You know what I've always wanted to do, but I don't know how you would do it. You'd have to have someone who's got a walk-in refrigerator or a walk-in freezer. Mm-hmm. And I hate Jello. Do Jello make a Jello mold of it? That'd take a while to have it set. So hopefully, man, it'd still be fun though. That'd be a good idea though. That's a good idea. But, but you'd have to have someone who's got a walk-in fridge. Yeah, we know somebody probably. I'm sure. I'm sure. But anyway, that'd be a fun thing to do. So. Blues doing their thing with the cup, so I don't know who's tomorrow, but Petrangelo had it today play golf with it. So the Blues, who's had it so far? So it starts with Rube, Schwartz, Shen, Bozak, Delzato, Petrangelo, Pareko, and done. Got it. That's it so far. Um, I believe so. I believe a couple of the coaches have had it as well. I thought. I swear. I thought I saw um, Dave Taylor had it too. Does everybody in the organization get it? Like, does Armstrong get a day? I think he does. Does Stillman? Uh, I would, you'll now assume. is it just Stillman, or is it everybody in the ownership group? I don't know. That's that'd be a t- be an ownership group call. Does my ticket guy get a day with the cup? Yeah, I'm sure he's invited to some of the parties though. I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, the Blues do continue to rack up awards. Yep. Uh, so they were at the ESPYS. And won a best comeback. So, did you see? You saw all of them there. You saw. I know. I wasn't. I'm not. I. It's whatever. I didn't watch it, but I. I went. I saw the O'Reilly part when they accepted the award. Outside of that, I didn't see anything else. You need to go back and and look uh, the pregame or pregame pre-show red carpet stuff. Some dude from ESPN who must have done lines of blow. Before the show, because he was just all over the place, all over the place, starts asking the guys about their opinion on legalizing marijuana in the NHL. I heard about somebody tweet about that. And I just didn't know the context. Of and it, then so. like kept sticking his face in like Pat Maroon's chest, like inside his shirt. Weird. And then ended it with them uh, inhaling helium out of balloons and singing. I did. Gloria. I saw like. Videos, but I never watched the video. But it. it's it, dude. It is the oddest, most disjointed, weirdest Weird hmm. interview ever. And like me as someone who manages artists, it got borderline close a couple times to where like I would have stepped in as a manager and pulled my clients out of that interview. Really, there is no right answer to should marijuana be legalized in your sport. Microphone in your face. Yeah, and like he's like, hey, Robbie Fabry, should marijuana be legal? Bang. And like the microphones were there, and he's just like, "Uh, yeah, it's kind of hard. They put you on. It's, it's, it's the gotcha moment." Maroon starts laughing at him. Yeah, uh, the only guy who gave an answer, and it was an intelligent answer, was O'Reilly. He was like, "Look, man, he's like the CBD stuff. He's like, if it really is going to help you uh, heal that much quicker, then obviously it should be looked at." But he even goes, "He goes, it's above my pay grade. 
I'm not a scientist. He's like, I'm sure we have people who look into it. Yeah. He's like, but I think there's obviously something there that should be talked about. Yeah, it's the definitely the gotcha kind of moment that everybody tries to get. So, but uh, another one, the guest comeback team, which is cool. There's another award, and you know, O'Reilly took his teeth out to do the award, the thing really funny and stuff like that. So it was cool. It seemed like he's kind of like the spokes guy, spokesman. He did the talking at the NHL awards. He did the talking here. How old is he? He's only 28, 29. But compared to the other dudes, he's the one old of the man. older guys outside of Maroon. I think was he's the oldest. He was the oldest guy there. Yeah, and Maroon kind of reminds me of Gronkowski. Yeah, I can see it. Um, I, so I, I think you probably have O'Reilly talking because he's he's pretty well put together. Appears guy to too. be the w- most well put together guy. I would love to see Maroon talk more just because of what this win means for him as a fan, not just a player. Yeah, a player. Like I know it means a lot to Ryan O'Reilly, but good God, what this must mean to someone like Pat Maroon, who grew up, grew up a fan up. and really gets the and not, like. And not ask him as he's like downing like two Bud Lights. Right. When he has been asked that and he's just like. Who's green? Yeah. You know, I just like, I like sit down and be like, hey man, like. I mean, talk about someone who grew up understanding the aching of this fan base to get a championship. Going to games. And and, yeah. Going to games and. Yeah. Having a disappointment, you know, and there's been a lot said about him in the last couple of weeks on will he stay, will he not stay, and leaning. Yeah, the rumor was five years, fifteen million dollars from Calgary, which was a hundred percent wrong. Totally, if that was real, that would have been signed by now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, because he's third, going to be thirty-one. What I keep I, hearing I is that he's surprised. being offered a lot of one year. Or like two with an option after the first. Yeah, according to Rutherford, a lot of one years is what my note says. And but he, you know, a lot of teams offer one year, but nothing. Penny wants more years, but nothing substantial. So he's still waiting to figure out his next move. If it's a one year, you got to think he'll come back to the Blues. And depending on the amount too, because as we uh, the the pie is starting to run out of what money is left, it's right. getting allocated slowly but surely, which we'll talk about. First, let's talk about the trade that the Blues made the other day. So, once again, they hooked up with the Toronto Maple Leafs, which seem to be kind of like the, the guys they've made trades with lately. If you go back Them and Buffalo. Far, you go back far, it's Buffalo and Toronto, because Toronto, they traded the draft to move up a couple years mm-hmm. ago. or Yeah, then they would hooked up with Toronto, Buffalo the next day, or a couple days later, to yep. get the O'Reilly. And then uh, Toronto was another, once again, they got Shoshnikov a couple years ago. Yep. I mean, I think that's where we got Steen from. Years ago, yeah. Yep. It's so, where we got Koliakovo from. And he was in the he was in it was Steven Koyakwa, yep. yeah. And then uh, Gunnarsson was also in that yep. one. So so there's been a lot of uh, trades going along with the Toronto Maple Leafs. We so. definitely like that region of the world because those two cities are like three hours apart. Yeah. So they were having problems signing one of their forwards, uh, Dakota Joshua from the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes, yep. and uh, couldn't come to an agreement. So the Blues traded uh, a guy called Future Considerations, favorite player. Yeah, and he has uh, moved on to the. <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs for David Joshua and Joshua signs a two-year entry-level deal with the Blues immediately had a pretty decent career here 41 goals 100 points in 128 games not bad he was a two-time Ohio State scholar athlete all Big Ten team so there's nothing to snooze at hey HL depth and that's what you need right now absolutely so it doesn't hurt to have him since you're kind of uh, uh Eric Foley who the Blues got in the uh, Paul Stastny trade a few years ago mm-hmm. is still having concussion problems and he's not played hockey in almost a, over a year and a half. Ugh, so I don't know. So sad, sad to hear. So I don't know how that's going to work out. So uh, you don't know if he'll get him back at all. Because he got hurt like a couple of – almost two years ago now at the uh, prospect uh, tournament. 
Yeah. And he got hurt and never really kind of recovered. So a little small trade there for the Blues. Nothing really big. Um, but they did sign a bunch of guys. They did. They're knocking them off slowly but surely. So the first one to sign was Sammy Blay. It's a one-year, one-way deal for $850,000. Is that league minimum? Uh, I've seen because I saw Michael Dozato sign for uh, seven hundred fifty thousand. That's right, seven fifty is league minimum. So Michael Dozato moves along. Uh, we also had a retirement, which we'll talk about as well. Yep. They signed a bunch of depth: uh, Lappin, Polier, Vachon, maybe Walker. Sure. God bless you. Uh, the two that I noticed that actually I say are names is uh, uh, Jacob Dockin. Doc- the only reason that comes up is he was the guy who got his contract terminated last year from the from Tampa Bay Lightning because he was uh, very overweight when he showed up. I remember he this. moved over to, moved over to Anaheim for the rest of the year. So uh, the other one was Derek Pouliot, who like a former kind of big prospect uh, was with the Canucks last couple of years. Uh, you know, but you know, pretty much depth of guys they might get called up, might not, but they're there for the. Uh, in, just in case of AHL stuff. So that, the first, I think, I say, I, you know, not nothing in Sammy Blay, but the first kind of big signing, and I want to get your thoughts on this one. Uh, Zach Sanford gets a two-year contract after filing for arbitration, but d- avoids arbitration, getting a two-year deal for $3 million, so 1.5 mil per year. For That's a lot of year. money. For a guy who has sat a lot of money, he came on near the end there, like the last what that tells two me, series. What that tells me is that you're not signing a couple of other players. Yeah, and that's kind of where I was going with this. So Zach Sanford, come back for two years. Uh, the next one, which we, I thought, you thought, I think a lot of people thought that this guy would not be back to the Blues due to like him not really getting in the lineup and kind mm-hmm. of struggling in the lineup. Did have one big goal to start the series against Dallas, and after that kind of never really got going again. Yep. Uh, Robbie Fabry gets another one-year deal for $900,000. Had arbitration rights, uh, did not have arbitration rights, excuse me, uh, so he was kind of just still restricted, but there's no way he can go to arbitration and try to argue his case. Right. So there's a couple of guys like that, like Billy Huso and Barbashev have are exactly the same. They have restricted, but they don't have any arbitration rights. Right. Though Huso is going to arbitration because it's club elected, which apparently I don't know how that works. A lot of uh, CBA talk. Red there. tape. Yeah. So the big one that came out yesterday that caused a eh, maybe a minor firestorm on the Twitters was uh, Jordan Bennington, after having his day with the Cup, which I forgot to mention that. Jordan Bennington actually had his day with the Cup as well so far. That's right. Had a parade. Maybe they'll have a parade for me. Maybe that's what I'll – maybe I'll see if I get a Got parade. his name on his city sign. Yeah, with along with his um, – the key to the city as well. Yep. So that was cool. A two-year deal with a, for $4.4 million average. So mm-hmm. I thought it's about right considering a couple of factors. One, Matt Murray won the Cup as a rookie. Yep signed three years 3.75 he had more restricted years so the blues didn't have that luxury of buying so many more restricted years out so i figured it's the first cup you got that 3.75 is kind of your baseline Mm -hmm. a little bit older Mm -hmm. so i figured he's getting four-ish so i figured figured he was gonna get it around four so i figured 4.4 is about right i saw some people saying well why didn't we give him one year like it's it's you know it's called a negotiation. It is, and I you know there was there was two ways that this could have gone, and I think people thought it was either going to go this way where it was a short deal, not a bridge deal, but a short deal, or you were going to try to lock him up long term. There's pros and cons to both. The pros to a long deal is if this dude turns out to be the next Martin Brodeur, you've got him for seven years. 
Um, the downside is if he turns out to be Andrew Hammond, Andrew Hammond, or even Matt Murray, you're stuck with them for seven yeah. years. Yeah, Matt Murray's been okay. Injury riddles and right. but okay. Um, the upside to a short deal is if he doesn't have another Bennington-esque season next year, you got one more year after that. The downside is if he turns out to be the real deal, he's looking at UFA in two years and he's going to get paid. So what you're banking on is that you hope you want him obviously to have as much success as he's had now, but you got to understand that let's say in the next two years, the blues win one more cup. Let's say next year they go conference finals and then they win a cup in two more years. Yeah. You're going to be ponying up eight and a half, nine, yeah, nine and a half, seven and a half. That sounds about right to me. So, because depending on how long you go, a lot of stuff. Goes because there. here's the thing we talked about, and I think I made this comment a handful of times over the last 24 hours to people who think that we overpaid or whatever. This is a team who, for 52 years, has had every offensive or defensive scoring player that you can think of, and we're talking about the who's who of the NHL: mm-hmm. Gretzky. Hall, McGinnis, Shanahan, Pronger, Pronger on or, down the line. Order, yep. fewer. I'm, I'm just talking about scores. Okay, man. On down the line, who have been able to put the puck in the net. Zero cups. Yep. And just Jason talked about, we've had some damn good goalies come through here too. Probably the most in their prime, Curtis Joseph, couldn't get it done. Grant Fuhr, due mm-hmm. to injury, couldn't get it done. Mm-hmm. Brodeur, whatever. Near his career, yeah. It is much harder to find a franchise goalie than it is to find goal scoring. Hence goal can, scoring is a dime a dozen. Yeah, and you can buy you can buy both technically, but look at we'll talk about some of the guys that look at Montreal. Yeah. They got a guy going for over ten million dollars right now. They can't win a cup. They're terrible. Yeah. They're trying. They got but some again, moves, but still. I, and again, that's not anything against Carey Price. Mm. But you when you have goaltending that can win you a cup or has won you a cup, you pay that goaltending because it is much harder to replace that than it is to replace twenty goals. Yep. Question, and I'll pose this to you, and then I'll answer after you. All right. Do you think part of the you know let's say outrage, Fox outrage, whatever you want to call it, him getting X amount of dollars, four point four million dollars, is it because of what Jake Allen makes? No, I, I think they're two completely separate entities. Yeah, because I saw some people bringing up like, oh, we're spending was $9 million on goaltending now. I think, and me and you have always been, we've always liked Jake Allen. We know his struggles. We know how sure. bad he's. And we, we get it. People can tweet us all you Better want. Better get used to it for at least one more year. At least, yeah. My thing is, when he did really well a handful of years ago, yeah. it's when he was the 1B and he ascended to the 1A role. Yes. I'm not saying he's going to ascend to the 1A role here, but I think him being in limited doses – is going to help him so much this year. I and I think it's going to rebuild his value. Yep. And I think he can then he can go to Blues management and say, listen, I got one year left. Find me somewhere where I can start. Right. For example, and this is just hypothetical, Ottawa has one more year left of Craig Anderson, who's like 37, 38 years old, and they got nothing in the pipeline. Yep. There's teams out there who will want Jake Allen. We've said at it one at one year at four point three million dollars. They'll they'll definitely there's pony teams, up there's something. A ton of teams out there. Two years I understand. Two years is harder right. to trade. I mean, like we said, I we talked about many times. I think there was not one contract that's untradeable on this team. 
you might have to pony up extra to get rid of that contract. But I think you can say Steen, you can say whoever. Sure. So they said, oh, hey, like you, I think having Jake Allen there, the safety net's going to be great. I think what he did for the team during the playoffs, that went a huge way, far, a long way with management and yeah. his teammates and everybody like him, like basically saying, all right, time for me to take the mentor role. I'm the backup. I'm going to help prepare my team for this series. And when he was watching Tuka Rask tapes and acting like Tuka Rask in that for the guys right. can shoot. Stuff, that's a teammate. That's what you do. And that's what I think as much as you want to say what he makes and whatever, you put numbers on guys, which it's, it, I kind of hate when people do that. It's like, it's yeah, it sucks. Steen makes five point seven five million dollars. I mean, but he does for when he plays on the fourth line. What he did, right? Played really well. Does it suck to have a five point seven five million dollars? Yeah, that might be your albatross of a contract. I still think it's movable, but I he's not going to move. It's a no. it's a no trade clause. One more year with Steen. Two. Oof. So here's the thing is, which I pointed out to a lot of people, which in two years, in two years, here's who's coming off the books. Unfortunately, next year is your big one with Shen and Petrangelo coming off the books, and you got to figure and out Bo Meester. and Bo Meester. But in two years, here's what you're not going to have on the books anymore. Steen, Bennington, Schwartz, Bozak. And you have one more year of Perron left. Yeah. Bo Meester will be gone more than likely. Um, so you're going to have a lot of money. That's a lot. Of, the guy's name right there, that's almost $20 million. Right. You have a lot of money. So if Bennington does do well, and Allen as well added to that number as well in two years. You have a lot of money off the books there. So in two years... But also in two years, that's when the CBA is up. Agreed. That, I 100% think that's by design. Sure. I mean, it's less guys on the books that you got to worry about now. I would imagine that... Expansion draft and other stuff is The Blues have set this up so that that Bennington and Allen contract expire at the same time, and they're fully expecting to roll the Allen money over to Bennington. Yeah, and then you have, hopefully, maybe Huzo's ready by then. Yep. If not, sign a vet and bring a vet in for... We just drafted ready. another dude. You, you keep drafting guys and keep cycling through because not everybody's going to, hey, Bennington worked out. Great. Merrick Schwartz didn't work right. out. Uh, you had Phoenix Copley didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, he did did pretty decent in Washington this year, but right. still. But, you know, we we can go through numerous guys his organization has gone through. Agreed. And so you just got to keep bringing guys in. But I think at the end of the day, well worth it. We're still cup champions. Yeah, I don't think – It's fine. At least to me, and I'm maybe I'm in the minority, but – to me, the Jake Allen salary at this point when it came to negotiating for Bennington's deal wasn't even in the conversation. I mm-hmm. think they're two completely different things. The Allen money is what it is. It's not like that you're going to get that back. He's not going to come back to you and go, well, if I'm only backing up, I'm only going to take this much money. Mm-hmm. Um, so you knew you were going to have to pay Bennington. The 4.4 is a fair salary, mm-hmm. very fair salary. In two years I well. personally would have liked to see maybe three years. Instead of two, but I'm fine with two. It's just like you said, at that second year, you got a lot of players coming off the books. Yeah, and a lot. Things, yeah, and a lot of things that somebody pointed out. It's like, why didn't we give them like a low base salary and like a high signing, like okay, a signing bonus type thing, or like a uh, I say benefit, like you know, incentives. Thank you, incentive Latin contract or something like that. You think Benson's going to sign that? No. no, like the dude's going to say like, I helped you get a cup. Like obviously the team was a whole pay other, me, but it's like easy that it's like it has two sides. The Blues can throw whatever they want. I'm like, and you guys are gonna complain about Jake Allen being net, and then you're gonna you know if they don't sign Bennington, then they roll with Jake Allen, and then you're gonna complain to them about not signing Bennington. Oh yeah. So it's it's like 
once again, Blues fans on Twitter, like, you, like we can't have anything nice. No, it was. A, I thought it was a very fair contract. It's fine. At the end of the day, it's fine. We're not, we're not, I'm going to get off of it because I'm going to get all riled up because people are dumb. So, anyway, the guys that are left, uh, Ivan Barbashev is left. Joel Edmondson still – all these guys have arbitration. Oh, so Barbashev does not. Joel Edmondson has arbitration date. Villahuso has an arbitration date. Oscar Sunquist has an arbitration date. Does that mean they'll get to there? The Blues have not had one get to arbitration in quite some time. Right. So, they've always managed to get underneath the deadline and get their guys signed before the arbitration. Michael Delzato gone. Back to Anaheim for $750,000. Makes sense. He was a rental. Uh, Jared uh, Koiru, Kairu, Koiru, uh, the goalie that we acquired after right. we lost uh, uh, Craig Johnson. Craig Johnson. No. The goalie that I'm, I'm – I say Craig Johnson. That's the guy we traded for Gretzky. That's correct. Yeah. And now, anyway. I, now I can think of his Chad, and that's not right either. Chad Johnson. Thank you. Chad Johnson. So, Jerry Corey goes to the New York Islanders on a two-way deal. lose him. A guy who I thought the Blues kind of like gave up, and this is an old name which you might not even recognize. He was he was a prospect of the Blues, and he had a great name, but I think he didn't go anywhere. Yanni Hockenpah. Such a great name. Yeah. Back in the – signed with the Philadelphia organization. All right. Uh, the Blues lost rights, and then they moved on. Jacob Jurabek and Nikita Soshnikov are gone. Uh, back to the KHL. The Blues renounced their rights to Connor Bleckley. He's gone. Damn. Uh, so guys that are kind of left, I Chris Thorburn, I more than likely I would suspect to retire, but you don't know. He doesn't have officially nothing is on the board yet. The other guy who did announce his retirement, a uh, St. Louis native, Chris Butler is officially done. Yep. So he's like, he basically said, what are the, you know, pretty great way to go. Like, you get Oh yes. You get to win a cup. You get to celebrate with your hometown team. He's been in the AHL for quite some time. I think and he was a captain of the San Antonio rampage last year. So he's good. He's good to shut it down. Yeah. So, uh, congrats to him on a great career. Uh, gets to go out a winner, so that's pretty cool. Very cool. So the big one is floor hockey legend slash St. Louis Blues legend Pat Mer- Patrick Maroon is still out there. A lot of people are kind of torn. Like, should we get him back? I would like him back, but he's got to come back on a friendly deal. And I, I just think for what happened and what a very a couple of very big goals in the playoffs, of course. But my, but I always look at the Charlie ten goals of the regular season. I'd put, pull up the official stats real quick. But if you look at the big pictures of everything, um, yeah, he didn't have a great start, man. He only had two goals through Christmas. Rem- I was going to say, remember, this was a guy who there was rumors of him being straight up cut in February. Yeah, Womp the score. I think he had nine goals. Okay, yeah. So I mean, not a ton, but you know, but still at the same time. Where you saw his value was what he does in the playoffs, which is he gets the dirty goals. He gets in front of the net. I'm fine with the Blues re-signing him if it's a deal like what they signed him for last year. was Which was one year at $1.75 million. I would not go much higher than that. I agree. I think two mil is about as high as you can go. I, two million is the ceiling. I said two and two by two is what my, I keep saying. I'd go two by two. Yeah. That's so. fine. But I think he's looking. I and I 100 don't blame him. Like you, I think this is his goals. last big chance to cash in. Yeah, like you could have a chance to get maybe a two, three year deal for some decent money. I mean, you see guys signing. But if that money ain't out there, correct. Like that, a, if it's not being offered, a guy who's very similar to him, who plays like kind of a gritty game, but it's a, he's younger, 27 years old. Ryan Dezingle just yeah. signed for three years at 3.125. Right. So I think he's probably looking at that range, what he's looking for. And I don't know if he gets it. The Calgary's supposedly interested. I've heard Edmonton, Calgary, Edmonton. And then us. Is, uh, yeah. And then I haven't really heard anything outside of that. So, 
And I would think that Calgary's got to be a distant third. You'd think if he's not going to go here, he'll go back to Edmonton where he had success on the McDavid line, even though who knows if he's on the McDavid line if he goes back. But So a couple uh, we're going to get into. We're going to do not everything that happened for NHL free agency because that would take hours and hours yes. on end. Big stuff. So we're going. I'm trying to get the ones that hit um, Central Division teams or former, maybe former players that we know of. So Can we big- talk about the, the biggest NHL one? of the year because were we ever able to find out if that quote was I can't, real? I can't find it outside of that one meme you sent me. So I it, so I can't go ahead and you can fill people. Artemi Panarin signs with the New York Islanders. Uh, Rangers. I'm sorry, Rangers. Mm-hmm. And kind of a shocking move because everyone kind of figured he was on his way to South Florida. Yeah, or the Islanders made a big push as well. Right. So he signs with the Rangers and that night – a quote hits Twitter in a meme form. And talk about going viral. I think I saw it 23 times in my feed one night. But no one can corroborate if the quote is real. The quote, according to, I forget what magazine it was, was that someone from the New York press asked Panarin, um, if he was close to signing, if he Columbus. was close with going back to Columbus, and the quote was, "I would rather shit in my hands and clap than go back to Columbus." Yeah, which is interesting. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he is. Uh, that was probably the biggest signing. Uh, eight years, ninety-six million dollars. That's a lot of money in a lot of years. And by for the record. I do not think that was a real quote. I don't think it's a it's a great quote. It's great. I don't think it's real. Yeah. So the ones that kind of trade wise, June thirtieth, the big one was, and I don't really understand what I'm fine with them picking up random guys that are suck. But Andrew uh, Shaw is back with the Blackhawks. Yeah, second, I don't know what that does for Chicago. I don't get it, but sure. <laughs> That's that unless was the you're big just one. trying to sell tickets because he was a crowd favorite, which. 100% could be. Uh, I'm not sure if that's what they're trying, but that's kind of the only thing I can think yeah. of. So Dallas went all in on the, if you're old, we're going to take you train. Yeah, they signed Joe Pavelski three years at uh, $7 million per. And Corey Perry. And Corey Perry, a one-year prove-it deal. So I, I mean, that could work out. I was kind of thought that was not The Corey bad. Perry deal I think is better for them than the Pavelski deal. Mm, but I like Pavelski too, but like it's a lot of money though. Yeah. They need the depth though, man, because they, they saw in the playoffs that if they had some depth, they might have got bias. I agree. So, everybody left San Jose except for Eric Carlson. Yeah, because of Carlson, everybody left San Jose basically. Yeah. Uh, the other big trade which affected the um, – Central Division uh, team, the Colorado Avalanche, the Maple Leafs get Tyson Berry, Alexander Kerfoot, and a six-round pick for Nazem Kadri, Kali Rosen, and a third-round pick. That's a big trade. Yes. Uh, that's Once again, Colorado, who I thought could have went far, too, if they had some depth, and they got some depth now. Yep. Uh, the Senators made a couple of trades and got Nikita Zaitsev and Connor Brown for uh, Cody Ceci and a couple other guys. Don't forget Deshane to the uh, Predators. Yeah, that's a that's a signing, and I'm getting to that. Uh, Jimmy VC, another trade. The Sabres got him from the Rangers. So a bunch of uh, signings here, which I'm going to try to go through just the big ones as best I can. Uh, which one, one I thought was funny, Andrew Hammond signed with the Sabres for one year, which I thought was interesting. And so he's still sticking around the league. Yep. But just not, uh, you know, didn't pan out like they thought he would. Uh, Braden Shen's brother. Luke. Luke signed – 
with the Lightning for one year, which I, I always kind of thought he'd be okay, but, I mean, I kind of saw him play a little bit, and he's still a little bit uh, a little slower. Jason Spezza left the Dallas Stars for the Maple Leafs for a one-year deal. We talked about guys leaving uh, San Jose. For San Jose gets Giannis uh, – excuse me, the Avalanche get – Jonas Donskoy, Donsky, whatever, four years Donskoy. at four million dollars, basically. Uh, Mike Smith goes to the Oilers, which talk about a bunch. They complain about our goaltending over overpaid. Holy Yikes. Jesus! They got one year, two mil for Mike Smith and the Koskinen up there, and that's interesting. Canucks get Tyler Myers. That's the big. I think that's one of the bigger ones. We talked about Pavelski and uh, Perry. I think the Winnipeg got exceptionally worse. They lost. Myers and they traded Jacob Truba, which you talked yep. about last time to the Rangers. So they lost a couple big pieces in their uh, back end. Phrasing. And the rumors that Line is none too happy in in Winnipeg. Yep. And the other big one that we'll talk about is um, the National Predators. They picked up Matthew Shen, yep. great, but because they needed room to sign him, so they traded PK Subban to the Jersey Devils for a bunch nothing. of nothing. Nothing. Yeah, so I thought that Which, was interesting. Do we do we touch on that in the last podcast? We did. So I just want to kind of bring that up as kind of like a big deal because yeah. it happened right before, it happened right after the draft. That was yeah. during the draft weekend. So I kind of talked about that's. I'm trying to things that affect the the uh, central division teams. Uh, Varlamov also left. Uh, yeah, Colorado. So Colorado was going with Bernier, not Bernier, but um, Grubauer, which I think is a little interesting. Uh, Borowski. Is the other big the goaltending big signing this time? Yes, seven years at ten million dollars for the Panthers. Panthers just throw money around like they had it. They sign Noel Achari, who you remember is the infamous uh, tripping victim. Yeah, in game foot. Yeah, foot in game four, three years at one point six seven. Anton Strawman signs with the Panthers as well. So we talked about Panarin. Uh, Robin Lanier goes to the Blackhawks. An interesting move. So what do you think about this? The Blackhawks are going with. Corey, uh, Corey Crawford with one year left on his deal, but remember he has vertigo and head issues the last couple of years. And missed half, a, missed almost half the season. Yeah, didn't do missed a lot the season before. So they signed Rabbit Lanier in there. So it sounds like they're bringing him in as like insurance. So they're talking eleven million dollars in goaltending there, and maybe Lanier might be the guy going forward. I think that Lanier, if he can keep it together, could be good for the Hawks. Mm-hmm. But I think he's got his own problems. Both on and off the ice, obviously, as we've talked about. Yeah. So, um, another guy that was on the Boston, on Boston uh, Marcus Johansson, goes to the Sabres. Uh, we talked about Sanford. Uh, the the Blackhawks did make a trade. Traded Henry Yokenharu to uh, the, the Sabres for Alexander Nylander. So it's Michael Ny- or it's uh, Nylander's Michael Nylander's brother. So. Um, let's see. We talked about that. Dezingle goes to the Hurricanes. And that's about it that I kind of see here. The uh, The big one that I was going to talk about was we finally had an offer sheet. I couldn't remember the last time there was an offer sheet. Yeah. The one thing I can remember was when David Backus got one from Vancouver, then we offer sheeted somebody else back in retaliation. And they both, you know, they, we both, both teams matched the respective ones. So there was a no big deal about it. That's the last time I can legit remember offer sheets happening. But we had an offer sheet, which was, I thought was kind of interesting. The Montreal Canadiens tried to make a move on the Hurricanes, which is supposedly the Hurricanes were low-balling Sebastian Ajo. So they signed a – it was a five-year deal worth 8.454 per year. Um, contra, uh, Montreal, excuse me, Carolina matched it. 
Uh, wonder if that's if they if maybe Aho used Montreal to get his deal. Who knows if he ever planned on going there? You know, he says all the right things in the media, but got his deal. So it was, an, it was interesting to see an offer sheet, but there's a lot of guys still left out there. Uh, notable Mitch Marner still yeah. hanging out there. Uh, Matthew Kachuk is still hanging out there. He'll sign. I think he'll sign. He's one of those guys nobody's really talking about, which I think is interesting, like about not signing. But I think Mitch Marner is getting a lot of the attention right now because apparently he doesn't want to sign long term. He wants a short term, like but worth a lot of money. Um, supposedly Columbus now is flirting with giving him an offer sheet. Is the rumor as of today? We're on seven fourteen. Interesting. Like I said the Blues didn't do much in like a lot of bring back the band. Pretty much, is I, all and you did. figured that's what was going to happen. Yeah, like, when you win a cup, you don't need to really go out. And- Spend a lot of money. Unless you lose a lot of those guys who are on the cover. Agreed. Which right now you really haven't lost, a, I guess, nothing is Pat, Pat Maroon, but you really haven't lost like a massively key cog no. in the machine right now. Nope. So, um, so arbitration deal right now. I'm just looking at a bunch of the dates. So St. Louis has a couple left. August 4th is Joel Edmondson. Oscar Sundquist is July 24th. Billy Huso is July 22nd. So that's all the guys that have left. And then the rest are just restricted with no arbitration rights. So arbitration rights basically is you basically present your case why you should give the guy this salary. And then it might turn ugly where you might like say, well, this guy. Both sides basically say what they want. And then an arbitrator goes, okay, well, we're going to do this. Chris has a a client that says, my guy's worth one year $5 million. And I say, well, I think your client's one year $3 million. Yeah. And then you both can present your case, and I can say, well, he's injury riddled, and he's not great on the, he's not great off the ice towards his teammates, right, or something. You know, you can, but basically, it's not a pretty situation where you might have to like and the arbitrator decides, and the arbitrator decides. So basically, a lot of the time, a lot of cases they try to get it done before going to arbitration case. Which there's been times where I want to say maybe last season, but I can't remember who the player was. It might have been I don't think it was Fabry, but it was, I don't remember who it was. Where they were in New York, ready to do the arbitration case, and their thing was scheduled for nine a.m., and they got the contract done at like eight thirty in the morning, wow. and they canceled the arbitration case. So I remember it being very like very like down. That's down to the wire. So, oh, for sure. Yeah. So the Blues try to get that their stuff done very early. So, and that is nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten. Most of the time, that's how we wrap things up for the year. Yep. We kind of finish up all the Blues free agency. Is anything left? But I don't see the Blues kind of doing anything else. I'm kind of be surprised really if they look at anybody like maybe sign Maroon, maybe not. Maybe not. If they don't do Maroon. I don't know who they bring in. I don't know if they rely on like Sanford Blay type depth. I think you look at Kairou or, or Costin getting. Yeah, a shot. you may move around. You know, or uh, yeah, there. I don't think they're gonna. I would be surprised if they sign somebody. Let's put it that way. Agreed. If it's outside of Maroon. Agreed. So. Outside of that, it's just like celebrate with the cup the rest of the summer. Yep. So but we are going to do a little bit different like we talked about last time. Um, closer to when the season starts is when these are going to start popping up. The 2018-2019 season in review, season retrospective, whatever we were going to figure out calling it. We'll work on that. Um, basically, four parts. We're going to talk about the season from July 1st, 2018 till June 12th, 2019. Almost a full year later where the Blues – O'Reilly trade slash signing a bunch of guys to raising the cup. Yep. So we're going to go through all that. You're going to hear what we thought about at stuff at that exact time where what we thought of like the O'Reilly deal, what we thought, how the team was doing, what we thought when they called up Biddington, what our first thoughts about Biddington. I'm going to look those up because who knows? We just thought he was a flash in the pan. We could have easily thought that. I'm sure. But we're going to go through all that. 
and put together a nice little retrospective to get you ready for the Blues season. Look for those to drop near the end of July, beginning of August, up until the season starts in September. Because believe it or not, training camp is right around the corner. Yeah. It's weird that we're still doing this. And we're going to be pretty much going year long. Yeah, so we're going to have that coming up. Look for those to drop. And we'll uh, – I think we probably won't have any other ones outside of those retrospectives. Probably unless something not. crazy comes up. Right. But most likely just those. So if you get hold of us on Twitter, it's at Blues Hockey NHL. Chris is at at Hossapalooza. And don't forget to find us on Facebook and Instagram. It's Blues Hockey Podcast on both of those. And also our website is blueshockeypodcast.com slash dot net. Either one of those. Uh, if also we have a couple offerings of varieties of t shirts for you for us. We do. So we have two. Count them two. Uno dos. So we won through our friends at Glassbangers. You can see we still have the STL, uh, New World Order-ish looking shirts on Glassbanger. Yep. So those My are my personal sp- favorite. Yep, I like those a lot. So, and look for another collaboration between us and Glassbangers for the upcoming season. So Correct. We were, we're, we're also Jason and I have been trying to figure out. Obviously, we've had a theme the last two years with our shirts. Yeah, we still have. So, if you are a like-minded hockey slash wrestling fan. And you think of a faction that you think should be represented with the hockey T-shirt? Shoot us a suggestion because we're we have a couple in mind, but maybe we're not thinking of one that you uh, are a big fan of, and yeah. we might hear and go, "Oh, that's a great idea." Yeah, we are actually uh, getting ready to watch wrestling after after this is over, technically. Mm-hmm. So um, you got that offering. Also, on look for on our Instagram and Facebook for the uh, our Teespring, which I'm wearing right now, or Run the Jewels inspired. That might be. I know the. I just said the NWO shirt is my favorite shirt. I think that's our favorite yearly shirt. This might be the best shirt we've ever come up with. Yeah, we got some good ideas. And I say we. It's you. This is a hundred percent you. No, I had a good idea, and I'm a big fan. So it makes a made it kind of easy. And thanks for. uh, We had a couple at a. Andy Moss is one of the listener who stepped up and designed it. So thank you for doing that. So look for that on Teespring. Also. If you're still getting blues merchandise, which the big thing is, which I'm discussing, we're going to talk with Chris about, which we might do a live watch of this. I'm working on getting technology stuff together. We might watch the blues Blu-ray, which comes out July 31st, and we'll watch it live and kind of discuss it with everybody while we watch it and see how that goes. So if you want to get that Blu-ray, it's on fanatics.com. Get that Blu-ray. And if you look on our Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, Blues Hockey Podcast. You'll see a link that for Fanatics. That you click on that link, order whatever your little heart desires. Don't or, cost you nothing more. Order that Blu-ray. Order three of those Blu-rays. That's if right. You want. Get that Blu-ray. Get that shirt you wanted. Get you that hat. Get that puck. Yep. Get whatever. Get that. Uh, get Grandma that Stanley Cup filled with water. Get all that. Get it whatever you need. Get Grandma whatever she wants. And use that link, and then we get an, a small little piece of that, which we are going to use to upgrade and do stuff for the uh, podcast and do a bunch of other fun stuff with. Yep. So get all that. Check, check, check. Good to go. So look for our uh, retrospective coming up soon. I think we'll wrap it up. Extreme rules is uh, what's up next for us for wrestling. Bray Wyatt better show up tonight or I'm going to hurt someone. Yeah. So we're going to see how that shows up. So thanks everybody for another amazing season. Like we're a season. This will be our sixth season, I believe. Yes. Yes. So uh, it's been very fun and where do we go from one here? of the one of the craziest ones yeah where you're you know the bottom to the top and that sounded way that's a we'll go with phrasing for that one yeah, yeah that was that was good but um 
No, it's it's very interesting year and just everybody just interacting with us on all these social media platforms, people we've met at games, you know, people we've just met. It's been cool, man. It's, it's been really cool. So thanks everybody for taking the time to listen to us talk about hockey, wrestling, and whatever else we feel like talking about that day. Yep. Uh, it does mean a lot that people take the time, you know, sometimes over an hour of their time, which we're yeah. looking at about 48 minutes right now of their day to listen to us ramble on about stuff. So it does mean a lot. So we do really super appreciate people doing that. So. If you buy one of our shirts, take a picture and it, post it online. Holla yeah. at your boys. Yeah. And then uh, if you do that, uh, I got some stuff I can send you. So That's right. Me too. Yeah. We got a bunch of stuff. And, uh, yeah, we like to reward everybody who listens to us. So we appreciate it. So thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. See you.